Thought Bubble Audio. And welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, your weekly podcast following the adventures of Ryan Wilder in the CW's hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello, how are you? Uh, I'm good, provided I upload the right file this week. (laughs) Yes, that would be very, very good. So, yeah, I don't know... I don't know what happened last week because you have the, a, you have incredible taste. That's what happened. You I got mean, so caught up in Red Taylor's version that you just kind of. I mean, this is true. I you know what? I I, really I just blame it all on Taylor Swift, and you'll be able to find out more when I release a ten-minute song about it. Listen, that ten-minute version. Listen, All Too Well was already like one of my favorite songs she's ever done, let alone mm-hmm. off that album. The ten-minute version wrecked my entire soul and then she did an even slower version of the 10 minute version that she just dropped yesterday oh all right because i saw it showed up on my youtube and it was from taylor swift's official like youtube channel but it said like yeah yeah it said like all too well like slow sad version or something and i'm like yeah is that is that the same one (laughs) No, she slowed it down because the original version is like 1014. This one is like 958. And yes, I know it's crazy that I know the timestamps, but that's how many <laughs> times I've listened to the song. But um, I saw a tweet today talking about how I guess Adele has a new album coming out yes. this this week or next week. And they were like, she was like, you know, Adele's got a uh, Adele's got a new album dropping which is great news for both Adele fans and Jake Gyllenhaal. Very true, because Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal is getting flamed alive. <laughs> Bet- between the actual release of the song, then the short movie that they did. Like, yeah, I, w- I, I, for some reason, did not know she dated Jake Gyllenhaal. I knew she dated Jake Gyllenhaal. I did not know that song was about Jake. Like, oh. I, like I remember her dating a Kennedy because then she was spending a lot of time on Cape Cod and like I think she got like a house in Rhode Island at one point I don't think she still has one but then that's when I was like huh so I need to start just like frequenting Cape Cod now so I can run into her but like I just and hearing the full version like the full 10 minute version of that song he should be so grateful that she did not release that when Red came out. <laughs> yeah. Because, ooh. <laughs> well, we are here this week to talk about Batwoman Season 3, Episode 6. Uh, How Does Your Garden Grow is the name of the of the episode. This might be one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I'm not even going to lie. You you say that so much this season that I'm just going to stop believing you. <laughs> no, it's, you know, but that that's just kind of when I love something, I love it hard. But there was a lot in this episode that I really, really enjoyed. And they played a lot of them, which is always something that I'm mm-hmm. drawn to. And uh, just there was so much about this episode to love. I'm so excited to talk about it. And your ships hit icebergs all over the place. Um, they kind of did. We're just gonna start. We're just gonna start calling your ships Titanic. Listen, 
listen, I listen, I don't ship easy ships. That's never been my thing. Um, my ships are a journey. It takes us a while to get there. And these are just little bits of a rough patch, but we will make it through. And my ships and my ships are happening all over the place, so I I'm win. I'm sorry. What what ships do you have? You don't have any uh, ships. I have Poison Mary. Uh, Poison I I'm sorry, Poison Alice. So Mary Alice. Listen, okay, you know what? I, Alice, I as I like to call them. I can't even I can't front with you that like there's chemistry there. Like I as much as I love I want them to be endgame. If Poison Mary Alice hooked up, I would a hundred percent be here for it. Not and, even gonna lie. And then Sophie and Renee. There was chemistry uh, there too. I wasn't yeah. even mad at that hookup either. Yep, Sephora, as I like to call them. See, I can't, uh, I can't even be mad at you for shipping that because there's actual chemistry there. And while my right. heart and my and end games... both happen. And both happened. And while my heart and my end games are in other relationships, I am completely okay watching these temporary moments take place. Uh, I was I was concerned with, after after how much I liked how much I loved like last week's episode, I was really concerned with like this week's episode being such a letdown. It wasn't at all. And it, it, you're right. It wasn't, um, I don't like it as, you know, I don't love it as much as I loved last week's episode, but it definitely like, it wasn't one that I was like, Oh, I just really missed last week's episode. Like it, like it went pretty well. Everything in this episode flowed really well there was emotional mistakes in this episode there were beats and things that things that didn't really make sense to us earlier in the season and how, like how annoyed we were at certain things when it came to mary came back around in a really good way this season that made it worth it mm-hmm. so it's like it just it felt like a lot of payoff for something like in terms of emotionally speaking that I wasn't really expecting because I didn't expect them to play all of those emotional beats with Mary Mm -hmm. and shout out to the actress who plays Mary. I'm not sure of her name. Nicole Kang, I believe I'm going to, I, I know definitely Nicole and I know it's like Kane or Kang. I'm going to look it up right now while you continue because I'm going to feel awful if I mispronounce her last name. She did amazing work this episode. This episode basically belongs in totally to her. And like they handed this to her and said, run with it. And she did. And she slayed. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Nicole Kang. So, so good. I did not know how much I needed Poison Ivy Mary till it happened. Mary Ivy Poison. I don't I don't love the. The Monica of Poison Ivy Mary, so... Oh, she's in a horror movie that I need to watch. Ten minutes to midnight. Bitten by a rabid bat, a late-night radio host terrorizes her co-workers as she slowly transforms into a vampire. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to find a way to find this movie. Okay. Good to know. Uh, in any event... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, no, she she really she's really been hitting it on out of the ballpark. And I even mentioned that on on our Twitter uh, last night, I think, when uh, after watching this episode. But I am she's like she's always been good. Like the actress has oh, done always, has exactly. done what she's 
is has been doing about the best she could with what they've given her and not that they haven't given her much but she she is definitely like flourishing this season absolutely we thought we thought last season was her time to shine because she got more focused with kate being gone Mm -hmm. this this season puts that to shame because we're actually getting to delve into the emotions of mary which we've never really gotten a full chance to delve into before which played a played a lot into how she was able to turn into this yeah so at the start of the episode we uh we pan in on a group of young girls playing basketball at at robinson park one of them uh goes to shoot a shot and misses so has to go chase the ball down because it's not an enclosed basketball area it's it's open so the ball goes rolling off the court and the 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 girl goes to go after the ball and notices uh in front of the shed there's this weird looking fluid that is coming out which we find out later is honey but i did not know what it was in that moment right like i thought it was like a like almost like a rusty water like like if you had like water leaking out of a rusty pipe or something it was, it was too thick for that it was definitely some kind of viscous fluid but i, I don't yeah know. i i figured it was poison ivy related but i wasn't sure yeah see i didn't realize that it was still like like it was still a liquid like i thought it was like like a dried thing that she's that she was seeing so that makes sense why like my brain didn't automatically go to like something like that um so she so she opens up the she opens up the shed and finds someone totally encased in a honeycomb. Oh, this was one of the grossest with, openings we've had ever. With a bee coming out of its nose. I literally almost vomited. And I love the fact I, that, that, that she backed up and was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, I was like, writers writing Tony Ann's reaction. <laughs> And, I love that you knew that that would be me. Yeah, like, and, like, I I give them credit, like, this is, like, the second week in a row they went for, they went for, like, like, horror-esque element um, at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, man, they're really, they're really going down this path this season, which I really am really enjoying. Like, this is, this is, this is the most I've been grossed out since that weird vampire episode in season one. Oh, Nocturna, or... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Nocturne. Yeah. Um, I miss her. She should come back. But then again, I also missed. Um, I also missed the 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 villain from like season three or four of Supergirl, and she never came back. That made me sad. Anywho, um, so we got the little title sting, and when we come back, the cops are there, kind of putting the person on a gurney, and Montoya shows up. And she's got no badge on. She's got no, no, like, Actually showing credentials. Right. She just kind of walked. Like, she literally and, owned that car. I was like, yeah. you know what? I wasn't shocked about her. Didn't really care one way or the other because we haven't really had, like, spent that much time with her. And right. last week, I, last week, I so didn't care about anything having to do with her. This week. <laughs> <laughs> this was. It's. 
sad, but it's kind of true. Like they give like the 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 episode that they give her the most to do. There's like other stuff going on that we're like, I don't care about this right now. Like you couldn't have given this to me in episodes one through three or next week. And so, like, this was the first time where we're focusing on her. And it's literally, I loved her. Like, I loved the way she owned the scene. Because she said she said something like, I'm going to forget. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that or pretend you didn't ask me that. I'm just going to go over here. Yeah, someone, because she goes underneath the, she goes underneath the police tape. And the woman there is like, uh, this is an active crime scene, ma'am. And she's like, I'm going to pretend you didn't just ma'am me. And you can get the hell out of here because this is now City Hall's crime scene. And I'm like, you have no official credentials on. And this woman doesn't know you. And no, you, know, you know, she's trying <laughs> like she's doing her job. I was thinking, you know what? That's just the kind of energy that. Oh, her energy was great. I was like, you know what? I, I respect this because she's like you're because li- she said because she came in saying like you're literally stepping on evidence. Get the hell out. Basically, y'all are stupid. You have no idea what the hell you're doing. I know what I'm doing. So y'all are going to get the hell out of my way. And I'm just and bye bye. I mean, yeah, because it's it's Gotham and the police suck in Gotham. I I will say, though, so the, there's one detective there that knows who she is. The bald and, guy, right? Yep, the bald guy. And I think we saw him earlier this season, too. Yeah, I think he was in like episode one or two. Yeah. I think he, was that the one show outside of City Hall? Um, I believe they've had interactions this season before. Yeah. Um, and so, oh no, not, not outside of city hall, but she went to the police station to get information and he was there outside city hall. She talked to the mayor, the new mayor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like she's like, you guys are trampling on evidence. Get the hell out of here. Get the body over to Mary over at the clinic on Bennett. And the guy starts giving her crap. He's like, so who's, you know, who did it this time? Is it Pollen Boy or Candyman? And Renee, like, not really paying attention to him, pulls out a, pulls out a switchblade. And, like, she opens up the blade, and I'm like, she's going to stab this guy? <laughs> no, I knew she was going to go for, go for I think, one of the vines from the crime scene. I knew what she was doing. But right, because it makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, Renee, like, geez, like the guy was just asking a question. No need to stab him. I'm on your side, though, because I don't want you to stab me. I just like like her face is when she like she doesn't like she doesn't acknowledge him at all. She just pulls out her knife and opens it up. And I'm like and it was just the way she did it. I'm like, she's going to stab him. Hilarious. But she goes she goes over to the honeycomb and pulls out the guy's cuts out the guy's phone uh and then from there we go to we go to um do we go the to the pol- from here uh no it's the police station yeah we're in the police station or montoya's office in the depths of hell apparently and her ryan and alice are all there looking at crime scene photos and talking about you know, what they found out at the crime scene, what they know. And uh, Renee is kind of alluding to the fact that this is a, you know, this is a big deal. Ryan has no clue what's going on. And Mary uh, and Alice uh, 
you know, lets her in on saying it's poison ivy. And, and I love the fact that she's protective of Mary. And I don't yeah. know why, but I didn't expect Alice to be protective of her. I expected Alice to throw her to the wolves. Well, they're, they're sisters. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. I After what she did to her mom, I wasn't like... That was old Alice. This is new, nicer, soft, fabric-softened Alice. Yes, we, we can definitely call this fabric-softened Alice because she loves her fabric softener. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but, um, uh, so, so, ob- all right, so on the surface of it, we could say that, we could say that given how this episode shakes out, she's just kind of protecting Mary because she wants to, you know, she she wants to use Mary to be able to get away from what she's having to do. Like, you know, go away with Mary to be free or whatever. Oh, see, I didn't even think that. I actually thought it for level and she was actually trying to be a sister to her. Well, and that's what I'm going to say now. So, like, on the surface, we could say, like, that's her motivation. Like, it's a selfish motivation to to be able to, like, she sees this as, like, either Mary can distract everyone and she can leave or she can team up with Mary and maybe Mary can get the nanobots out of her. Like, so we can look at it as like a very selfish thing. We could then look at it as Mary is, while Mary is slowly losing her grasp of being Mary, she was also giving, she was also the only one really concerned and trying to help Alice originally with her, with her psychotic breaks this season. And also, too, she says this um, a little bit later in the episode, but, like, I think Alice also sees a bit of herself in Mary, because I think she sees Mary's transformation into Poison Ivy. In a way, she relates to it because it's from how she transitioned from Beth into Alice, so she wants to kind of protect Mary from being as hurt as she was. It's possible. And then there's the third instance of like maybe Alice is really like developing some sort of some sort of emotional bonds with these people, and she's really spent the most time with Mary. At so, least with Mary and Sophie, I don't really think she gives two craps about Ryan, to be honest, which is fine. But I think right. she's definitely I I think she definitely um has feel feelings of some sort for uh Mary and Sophie and no I don't mean romantically I just mean actual like emotions right well Sophie it's because she does her laundry we find that out later yes like that is that is why like she has you know she has a friendship with Sophie with Mary I think I with Mary I think it could also be like it's really like the only family she has yeah left like Kate is not around right now her dad's in jail, and Mary's kind of going through the same thing. Yeah, because Mary's you know. the only one who can understand what it's like to miss Kate and Jacob. Right. Um, so you're right. Like, Mary, Mary uh, Alice is, like, very protective of Mary because, um, you know, Montoya talks about how she thinks it's whoever, you know, whoever was infected by poison ivy did this. And and she mentioned sending the body over to Mary's clinic, and Alice bugged out. Yeah, so Alice kind of talks about how she found the vine, and she won't tell even Ryan while, obviously, because Renee's there, so she doesn't want to tell Ryan that, you know, she found it at Mary's because she doesn't want to rat out Mary to, she doesn't want to rat out Mary to, in front of Montoya, because Montoya is, 
is like actively looking for this person and isn't gonna isn't like wants to take care of them and it doesn't necessarily mean like making sure they're okay like it's almost like like they say it later on like dead or alive almost so alice doesn't want to give up mary in front of montoya and Montoya says that they brought the body over to to Mary's clinic. And Alice, you're right, is like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and wait for Mary. You know, I'm gonna wait at the clinic. So when Mary's done her investigation, I'll know right away, and I can tell you guys. And Ryan's like, since when do you care about people? <laughs> so uh, Renee also gave the phone, the person's phone, to Ryan. She's like. You know, it's encrypted, but we think there's some evidence on here. So and Ryan's like, well, we can we can crack it back at the Batcave. So Alice is like, you're right. Let us go back to the Batcave and sit there together while the, while the while computer goes through the 12 layers. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan's like, all Have right. Fun with Mary. Yep. Tell Mary I said hi. <laughs> Ryan goes into the Batcave and Sophie's there eating takeout in front of the computers and we find out that that alice spilled cherry soda on on uh, sophie's laptop so she came to the bat cave because they have more eyes on the city than she does and she's still trying to track down the people responsible for her sister jordan's uh predicament like find out jordan's okay but still recovering and Sophie found a picture of somebody of the guy that tried to kill them outside of outside of Jordan's apartment, but he like disappears after a block. I loved this whole the whole um, ensuing fight that happens. Mm-hmm. Just first of all, it was excellent, excellently acted by both Javicia and Megan. I don't know. I just I love it when Ryan and Sophie fight. You're weird. Yeah, I'm definitely look. I'll own it. I don't. I just. I love. I love good angst, and this was good angst for me. Uh, yeah, it was. Like I and so they get into a fight because Ryan is like, you know, you really shouldn't worry about it. Who cares? So he tried to kill your sister. Like, yeah. I. Why are you so upset about it? Like. She's trying to get her to drop this, and I and I get Ryan's point of view because now Ryan knows what Jada's intentions actually are. It's just she can't say anything, so it looks like she's taking the side of a woman she just met and barely knows. Well, I mean, she is. But we know why she. We have we have the information that we understand Ryan's full motivation. Sophie doesn't. So it right. looks. It looks to be worse than it actually is. And you could see that Ryan wanted to tell her what was going on, but she really couldn't. Yeah. So and it's weird because, like, I understand, like, don't get me wrong. I understand Ryan's point of view in this. And I so all Jada did was tell Ryan, like, look, I'm going to tell you what's going on. You can't tell anybody. Because you already see what I'm capable of. Like, she, you know, she almost, we don't know what's going on with Wayne Tech right now. Uh, Wayne Enterprises right now. Like, so, like, we don't get any updates this this episode. So maybe Jada helped put 
the genie back in the bottle a bit, you know, with the Wayne with the Wayne stuff that she that she caused earlier in the season. We don't know. Or that's so, just going to be percolating on the back yeah. burner until so, we can get around. Right. So all we know right now is Jada kind of single handedly caused all of that stuff. And that was just like in a day because she saw Ryan pictured with uh, pictured with her brother. So Ryan knows what Jade is kind of capable of. And but all Jada says is like, you can't tell anybody here. Sophie's trying to figure out what happened to her sister. And Ryan's just like, yeah, you shouldn't bother with that. And she said, look, I'm not saying Jade is not involved, but I'm just telling you didn't have any intent. And she didn't know that anybody was going to get hurt. And I'm just like, Ryan, that doesn't Which is true. Matter. Like which according to Jada, true, which is as far true. as we as far as we know. So according to Jada and what we've seen, she didn't want anyone to get hurt. You're right. But I think I think Ryan kind of approaches this wrong where 100 percent where she's like, you shouldn't worry about it. You know, uh, my mother's totally it, it, it's definitely not her fault. Like. What Ryan. she should have said is that there's more to this story. I cannot tell you what it is right now, but I need you to trust me that everything isn't as it seems. See, not even that. Like, if I was Ryan, like, at the beginning of this argument, at the beginning of this argument, like, Sophie even says, I figured when you didn't call me, la- you know, the other night after you got back from Jada's that she didn't give you any information. Like, Ryan could have just been like, yep. Yeah, but then she'd 100% be lying to Sophie, and I don't think she wanted to play it like that. At least this way she could say there's definitely more here, but I can't tell you what it is. She's being as honest as she can be. She's being as honest as she can be, but at the same time, trying to get Sophie to not care about what happened to her sister enough to drop this entire thing. Like, I I think it would have been better for her to be just like, yeah, she didn't tell me anything. If you need help, you know, trying to figure out what happened to Jordan, let me know. And she could still help her without really helping her. Yeah. Like, like I Sophie think... could be getting the, the information and, and Ryan's just like, huh, that sounds like something. You want to do this? Like, I think Ryan was also putting a little bit to, like, I don't think Ryan and Sophie are in the place yet. Where Ryan can say, I need you to trust me as a friend not to pursue this. Their friendship isn't fully. I mean, she she tried that and it didn't work. She did try that and it didn't work. And I don't think it worked because their friendship in that place. Right. And that's why they can't be a ship. I'm just saying. Oh, no, they they 100% can be a ship. They just are still in the infancy stages. So they're not quite at the full trust stage yet. Yeah. And so she's like. And even Sophie's like, you know, why are you protecting her? Like, what does she have on you? And Ryan's just like, she doesn't have anything on me. And again, like, why not just say, like, look, I can't tell you. Like, I I just can't. I want to tell you, but I can't. And know that the moment I can, I will. And and she just, she played this wrong. Ah, yes. Like, yeah. This this about went as wrong as my love life from the ages of like 15 to I don't know 5 minutes ago. <laughs> like yeah, it's Ryan 
Ryan totally fumbles this, and so rightly she gets upset. She fumbles a lot of fish and yeah. speaking. Ryan, Ryan, um, does not work well with a- or other people apparently, but uh, which makes sense given her background. But yeah, like, but like, there's a lot of emotional immaturity in Ryan, and there are times when it really screams out, and this was one of those. Yeah, and she also has to think about this, like to other people the way she's the way she's going about this to other people it's looking like she's taking the side of someone who not only gave her up for adoption but then tried to convince her she was dead yeah so there was yeah you know so whatever we go over to mary's clinic and mary's clinic uh is is gotten more plants since last time we were here <laughs> it's just it's becoming a greenhouse essentially yeah which again i'm glad they are uh, you know they're addressing that and it's intentional right but i do like how every time we go back to the clinic <laughs> there's more there's more greenery so Al- alice is licking the honey off the, off the victim not Which like physically. Little... She's like she like swipes her finger on it and takes a <laughs> and takes a taste of it. And she's like, "Tell me, there's a jar of this somewhere." Which is, I I'm literally like, I was like a little grossed out by that. <laughs> so Alice is like, you know, this is obviously the work of of poison ivy or someone of like poison ivy, and <laughs> Mary's just like, you know, you should leave and try and figure out what's going on and. And Alice is just like, um, I think I already know what's going on. You know, Alice is the only one that's kind of connected, like Mary being behind this. Yeah, because Alice is the only one that's been paying attention to Mary this whole time. Right. But will that get, yeah, we'll discuss that a little bit more later. Yep. So, so she tries telling Mary that in no uncertain terms, Mary is the one kind of doing this. And Mary's just like, you're crazy. And she's like, you're the one who turned your your uh, your facility into Jumanji. <laughs> I did laugh at that. And we see the rash on on Mary's arm that's now bigger. And Mary's like, look, I'm not capable of doing this. And as she says that, she's pulling off the gauze off the uh, victim's eyes because he's waking up. And she's like... Chris, are you there? And he opens his eyes and he sees Mary and he just starts freaking out. And she's like, it's okay. I'm your doctor. Who did this to you? And he's like, you did, you crazy. Yeah, because like Mary was incomplete. Like at first when Alice was like telling her all these, he was denying it. I wasn't sure if she was denying it because um, like she was trying to cover or if she honestly didn't know. And it wasn't until the patient came to and started bugging the head bugging the f out but she was like oh crap yeah um and it's a thing throughout the entire episode and i'm pretty sure i mentioned it last week but i'm going to mention it again because i really love this detail mary's hair has like two buns up at the top almost like if you were to put almost if we were to put like one of those um like headbands with like the cat ears and that's actually a callback to Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy from the Batman and Robin movie back in the 90s. Oh, wow. I lo- I mean, I just love the hair. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that, like, 
that's the hairstyle that Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy has uh, throughout that movie. I'm trying to think. I I think it's mainly from that movie. I don't believe that was like an iconic thing prior to that. Um, so I really I do really love the callback to to Batman and Robin in this. Um, and so we're gonna go to the we go to the Batcave. And before we start in on the scene, I am sorry. Mary in this outfit is like insanely hot. It it really, really, really is. Like, like I I know as a guy saying that it's you know. No, I, but you know, what? Like, I, get, I don't I, get, I don't want it to seem like I'm objectifying her, but at the same time, like like she she bodied that outfit a hundred. Like yeah. And like listen, she, I have never once been tempted to go in the, towards the female persuasion, so to speak. That outfit had me had me questioning. I'll just put it like that. Yeah, the uh, it's just like I like Mary's outfits are, are always like really good, and I will say like like she's always so it's weird, and I don't know. If, I'm going to assume this is an intentional thing, but. Like her out, her outfits have always been like trendy or right, definitely, very, definitely like looking of someone of her like wealth status. Very um millennial influencer. Right, but I will say, like, while this still kind of fits that bill, I think I think this is like it's more of a provocative outfit than what we've yeah. seen her wear prior. Which and, I think was intentional, one hundred percent. Right. So, like the mo- so it seems like the more she's transmorphing into Poison Ivy, who is essentially a femme fatale, um, she like her wardrobe is kind of going in the direction of that too. It's being a little bit more provocative, a little bit more like like I wouldn't say sexy because you can like you can look sexy in a in a in a ball gown you know, with no skin showing, but like, this is much more like skin showing, like almost like, I don't want like maybe attention grabbing or distracting. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like, if this continues now, now with where we're at, but, and I, and I just noticed it like in this, in this scene, because, you know, those shorts don't have a lot of material to them. No, they did not. And it's weird because like her her top is like a it almost looks like a a sweater material like it's not a long sleeve sweater but it definitely looks a lot warmer than than you know for what you'd be wearing shorts for the weather so it's it's a really weird like I have no idea what season it is in Gotham with her wearing this that's true so at the at the Batcave Mary's just like. I'm Poison Ivy, and they just kind of look at her. Oh my god, the whole that whole scene was hilarious because Alice was like, Kate's coming out was, I thought Kate's coming out was painful, so they all thought she was about to come out, and she's like, no, no, I'm not doing it. And then she looked right at me. And Ryan like, sounds disappointed. And, and the, my favorite part is, it's like, she looked right at Luke, and she's like, no, no, I'm not gay. <laughs> Which was hilarious. Cause, no. No, there, there is a hundred percent. But and she's she like, like, she's like, no, no, don't worry. I'm not saying that. And then they were all like, Jesus, Mary, just whatever it is, just say it. Damn. And then she but, said it. And, the, and Ryan and, and Luke 
gotta be crazy because like there's no way like you could you're married there's just you can't i <laughs> i do like that she's like i i was like man i thought kate's coming out was torture and ryan just like has the cutest face on when she's like oh, you're coming out and mary's like no no i'm not coming out because i'm not gay like <laughs> <laughs> well no because she's, like, kind of, she's like kind of but but not, not like that because i'm not gay <laughs> and Luke's like, oh my god, just tell us. And she's like, I'm Poison Ivy. And she's like, I know what you almost be thinking. Mary, that's impossible because you're so normal and compassionate. How could you become a murderous villain? And I, thought, I was thinking that. I'm like, okay, you're compassionate. Normal's not something I would use for anybody in this show. No, Mar- Mary's more eccentric. <laughs> but I'm not her. Ex- you know, it's all yep. good. So she talks about how she, you know, the state that she was in, she doesn't realize what she's doing, but apparently she's the one who who attacked uh, Chris is the person's name. And Alice is like, and it was all me who figured it out. (laughs) Yeah, she's kind of going for her own victory lap and they don't even fully believe what Mary is saying because she's she's trying to get them to believe. She's like, come on, I've basically turned my office into a garden i cannot stop drinking water like y'all yeah. have to you you have to it's weird and she's like well they're like well you're dehydrated and you're a doctor and you care for things like this is not this yeah is they're not really <laughs> they're really stretching for excuses this is not and then and, then when the and mary's finally, like this is all like brand new stuff like and, and then when the phone finally decrypts and luke is like um Please tell me why this guy's last two texts were to Mary. Yep. <laughs> and Alice is like, yay, we're all on the same page. That was an excruciating <laughs> process. <laughs> I love her and, so much. And that's when Ryan puts it together. She's like, you knew Mary was infected by the vine when we were in Montoya's office. And she's like, yeah, but I didn't want to say anything in front of Montoya because they have had a history and she's like out to get Ivy. And then right at that moment, um, Montoya calls. calls. Yeah. And she sent it to voicemail. She's like, we'll we'll deal with that later. And Alice is like, ignoring the boss. That's going to go over really well. Yeah. But he's like, we should protect her at all. You know, she's like, we should protect her at all costs. And Mary, Mary taking the initiative on their own, handcuffs herself to the rail while everyone's like fighting over stuff. She's like, I'm a threat to everyone, and Alice is just standing in the background. Not me. <laughs> but, well, this was the moment that Alice was not so scared. She gets a little scared later once they actually fully realize what her motives are, but we're not there yet. We go over back to Renee's office with Sophie walking in, and <laughs> apparently it's 2 a.m. And Did she Sophie... say 2 a.m. or 5 a.m.? 2 a.m. Oh, 5 a.m. was later when she showed up at Wayne Tower. Yes. Uh, so they have a little uh, they she they have a little um, sparring section back and forth about, you know, how Renee was on track to be commissioner. And then she, you know, and now she's um, she's sharing an office with a leaky pipe. And Renee's like, well, at least I have a job. And so <laughs> Renee's like, what are you doing here? And Sophie's like, I came to cash in on the favor you owe me. And I forgot that she owed her a favor. <laughs> and so did Renee. She's like, um, what favor? And she's like, I'm the one who has to 
keep an eye on Alice and have her live with me so she can help you solve to solve all these crimes? She's like, fine. What do you want? So she shows Renee the picture that she got outside of her sister's apartment. And she's like, I need everything that you have on uh, Victor Freeze, his free serum, the black glove. And Renee's like, you're friends with Batwoman. Like, why not just ask her? And that's when Sophie's like, yeah, we're not seeing eye to eye on this. So this is the guy that led the experiment on my sister. You know who he is. This is when we finally learn his name. Uh, we do find out this episode. I don't know if it's it that's not here. I think they when they find him later on. Ah, so yes. so Renee's like, you know, if he conducted experiments on your sister and she's alive, you should just thank your lucky stars and then drop it because anyone who finds out anything about the Black Glove Society goes missing or winds up dead. Back over to the cave, we pull up the guy's we pull up the guy's twinge account which apparently is a mixture in Gotham of Hinge and Tinder. Okay, see, I thought she said Twitch, and I got very confused, because that is... I agree. Like, it is very confusing, (laughs) because it almost sounds like Twitch, and it took me literally a day and a half to remember Tinder. (laughs) Like, I was sitting there, I'm like, all right, it's not Hinge. Like, it doesn't sound like Hinge. It sounds more like... Look, the other one that starts with a T, and then I just could just kept going to Twitch because it sounded so much like Twitch. But yeah, it's like a it's a Tinder twinge, a Tinder hinge thing. Yeah. And uh, then we also see Mary's profile picture on Twinge, to which Mary doesn't even remember having a Twinge profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to see the unedited version of her Twinge picture, it is on Nicole Maines's Twitter. Maybe oh, her Instagram, the, she has her too. But. Yeah, is that the one where she went from this to this? What do you mean? No, because she like didn't she post like two pictures like a side by side? Uh, yes, uh, yeah. So I think one is like her with her normal eyes, and then her with their with her green eyes. Um, uh, but it's like a it's not necessarily a flowery dress, but but it it is like a it is like a little bit of a pattern, and she took it outside of like her trailer. And they just, like, photoshopped out the trailer. Ah, okay. Yeah. So they're looking at Mary's... <laughs> they're looking at Mary's profile, and it looks like, are your eyes green? <laughs> and Alice is like, ah, it's just bad lighting. So so Mary's just like, you know, all right. So maybe I found out, like, he hurts women, or he's a date rape guy. And... Luke's like, actually, looking at your conversation with him, he wasn't in, into you. <laughs> he he called you sweet. sweet. And, Al, and Alice and, is like, ooh, that's bad. But, but yeah, that's basically like being friend zone. And then she's like, he called you sweet, so you buried him in honey. I think I want to date Poison Ivy Mary. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's like the beige of compliments, the swipe, le- the swipe left of... <laughs> And Luke's like, okay, okay, we get the picture. Yep. I, and I feel we, like Luke has been called sweet a couple times that he took a little offense to the Yeah. Uh, oh, wait a second. Do we see the actual conversation? What, in the in the screen grabs, you mean? Yeah. Uh no, really can't make it out. Because they had they had just showed like a um like a close up of the of the conversation, but he pulls up it's when he's pulling up her her thing from the uh, hardware store, so yes. it goes so it goes over the conversation. 
Um, which, which he's like, I swear, I only looked at these for keywords. And kids, I don't think Mary even cares that he saw them because Mary doesn't even remember having this conversation. Right. Um, so she was downtown and she picked up a flower pot, a shovel, and, and some, some fertilizer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in the background, you can see like, you can see parts of the conversation and they're talking about like meeting up for drinks or a movie or a moonlight thing or a moonlight thing place. And that's all you can really see from there, from their conversation. But Mary was at Home Depot picking up flowering stuff or Garden Depot, I think they called it. And they said from there she went to a vacant lot. So we go to the vacant lot with Alice and Batwoman driving in. And I know I probably said this before, but I will never not say this. For the love of God, we never, ever need to have any more upside down establishing shots ever. It's so weird. Like, uh, on one hand, I I kind of give it such a mind, you know what. It's just like, like, all right, I don't, I don't typically, I don't really like the visual, but sometimes I can at least get it. Like, oh, it's, you're seeing, you're seeing it from the, like, from the perspective of a puddle. And then we do that or like some sort of like horror thing. But here it's just the car driving on and yeah, the street's wet, but we're not, we're not staring directly into a puddle. Like it's, it's just weird. And it, never really needs to be done please stop doing it if you are if you are a person out there who plans to ever make a movie or tv show i am begging you i will give you like eight out of ten stars just if you never put that shot in your in your thing wow you feel really strongly about this i really do When I I don't hate half heartedly. When I hate something, I hate it with all of my fiber. Well, that's what. So Looking at you, I, John Cryer. <laughs> never let that man know peace. So they show up and they're trying to. They see the bag of empty fertilizer, and they see a random pot turned upside down, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And Alice is just like, you know what, this is taking too long, and just kicks the pot, <laughs> and it's that, the guy's head. <laughs> which I was like, when I realized that, and the head is almost cushioned with her foot. Well, or you could look at it, she was helping him breathe, because how is he breathing underneath that pot? True, very true. Also, how big was that pot to fit it over a person's head? It did not look that big initially. No, it really didn't. <laughs> Over back over at the uh, back over at the Bat Cave, we have them. Oh, hold on a second. You good? All right. Yeah. No, I I just really like zoned out for some reason. <laughs> so back over at the Bat Cave. Luckily, we do truncate silent, so <laughs> I never have to worry about like dead air because it'll chop it down. Thankfully. So back over at the uh, Bat Cave, Mary's still like itching her her rash and they're trying to figure out um what was going on with virgil we get the person's name of the guy from the black gum society his name is virgil now we could just get joey's name who i was literally calling evil hat man because he had that really awesome hat 
He really did. He really did. I almost said that to you in the group chat, but then I didn't, I didn't want you to think that you, I didn't want you to think that I was referring to the Mad Hatter one from the, <laughs> so I didn't, but that's literally what I've been calling it. So it's nice to have his name now. Hello, Virgil. Yep. He doesn't look like a Virgil. I'm just saying. No, like I, I, I don't look at a guy with a bald head and think Virgil is your name. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do because I'm a wrestling fan and there was a bald wrestler named Virgil, but still he doesn't look like a Virgil. And apparently Mary used Mary used her um, medical license, her medical license to track down information on this guy to bypass privacy laws and violation and violating ethics. And Alice just kind of calls her Harley Quinn at that point. Yeah, like Alice is getting so much joy out of the fact that she's not the only evil one. Yep. And so, so uh, um, Ryan talks about how they want to keep Sophie out of this, and and Alice Sophie's like, like, "Well, about that thing." Yeah, because they're trying to figure out like why, like, like what is causing Mary to go after these people. Like the original Poison Ivy's thing was the environment, and anyone that hurt the environment or didn't care about the environment. But these two weren't doing that. And then they and then they realized, well, you know, the the kid who found the Mad Hatter hat was different than the original Mad Hatter yeah. in this way. Their, their motives don't always match the original person that they're emulating. Right. So, you know, Luke's like, all right, so Chris called you sweet and you, you know, you dipped him in honey. Virgil froze Jordan. So you use Mother Nature to immobilize him. And then I guess they realized that they can that that the poison the infection is magnifying what she's already passionate about and she's able to use her powers. <laughs> I like how she's like, maybe it's magnifying what I'm already passionate about. Like justice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and which, Alice is like, which makes sense for Virgil, but the honey guy, not so much. Yep. And Alice is like, well, if uh, that MO tracks, maybe we could find out what's going on because I killed your mom and I would really like not to be turned into a cabbage. <laughs> she tried to get the hell out of there. She's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm out. Bye. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Montoya coming in and they're trying to figure out what's going on, why Montoya's there. And Mary's like, why, you know, what's she doing here? What does she want? And Alice is like, you, dead or alive. So. Brian goes upstairs, and then we find out it's five o'clock. And Montoya's like, "I just found out that you found another victim, and you didn't tell me. What's going on?" And, and she's like, "Well, it's five a.m. I assume you were asleep." <laughs> she's like, "I never sleep." She's like, "You need to tell me everything." She's like, "I need to talk to him." She's like, "He's unconscious. When he is awake, we will tell you, and then you can talk to him." While they're having this discussion downstairs, Mary wants to know why Renee wants Poison Ivy dead or alive. And that's when Alice is like, they have a backstory. They're trying to get more out of her. And she's like, I don't want to be a gossip. She's like, I don't want to be a gossip, but, well, here is the condensed version anyway. (laughs) And then she goes and sits Indian style on the counter. And she's like, all right. They met in college. And they liked each other and kissy, kissy, kissy. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> And then she was like, and then she, 
and then this person used her for an experiment, and she turned evil, and it really interrupted sexy time. <laughs> that was great, too. Like, just, Alice is amazing. And then, you know, it got in the way because Montoya is a cop, and boring, boring, boring. <laughs> and Honestly, then back... Alice just needs to recap all the things. Yes. It, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Frozen 2? Not in its entirety. There is a scene in Frozen 2 in which Olaf recaps everything that happened in Frozen 1. And it's hilarious. And they actually just released a bunch of shorts of Olaf doing it for like Little Mermaid, Lion King. And this reminds me of that, like Olaf and Mary, like recounting stories outside of their original form are great. And we need more of it in our lives. We go back to Ryan and Sophie, uh, Ryan and Renee talking. And, you know, Renee's like, look, you know, there has to be some sort of there has to be some sort of personal connection to all the victims. You know, we need to find out what it is. And then we go back down as Alice is still telling their story that Renee helped Batman uh, lay a trap for Poison Ivy and then buried her alive. And she talks about how, you know, and and um, Luke is like, you know, stop trying to scare her. She's like, hey, I'm not trying to scare her, but Liam, who's Killer Croc, ended up in Arkham. You know, the Mad Hatter kid, you know is is away in prison you know we know anyone who comes into contact with batman's trophies we know what the outcome and ends up being and i'm trying to prevent her from being stuck in inside of a small room because as a person who was locked up in a small room for many years i, want I don't to want that, that for her right and i that was so sweet and i wasn't expecting that and it's almost like She's trying to be a sister to Mary, which makes her comments about wanting to bang poison Mary a little. Or she just wants, she just loves poison Mary and she wants to be with her. And she also keeps calling her Steppy. That's a little strange. But again, (laughs) they are not, they are stepsisters. They are not blood related. Right. No, and it's not even like and that's the other thing is like it's not even so yeah it's not even like half sister like there is no blood relation like no i know Jacob totally, was not her, her right, no, they totally could go there i yeah. don't know that they would they totally could i mean hell soap operas have done it so anything is possible so they decide that you know they need to figure out what mary's trigger is because something's triggering her from going from mary to poison mary to poison Mary and Mary starts, you know, talking about how her vision's getting a little blurry and Luke's like, Oh, maybe you need water. Let me go get you some. And so Ryan comes back in and Sophie's like, look, why don't we just have Sophie ask Virgil if he did anything to trigger Mary? And Ryan's like, um, Sophie's not with Virgil. And Alice's like, uh Oh, She's like, yeah, this is kind of like where she was like, um, well, I kind of did a thing. <laughs> She's like, well, look, I didn't want to have to lie to my roommate, and she's taken such good care of me. She cleans up she, my dirty dishes. She, she, the detergent that she washes make- my clothes and uses this really good detergent that doesn't uh, that doesn't irritate my sensitive skin. And <laughs> she starts smelling her clothes. <laughs> it's hilarious. 
And <laughs> in this moment, I wasn't sure if she was trying to protect Jada or protect Mary. Ryan, I uh, I would go with Jada. Well, it's weird because she also, I think, I think both because, well, she's she wants to protect Jada's secret and Sophie, and, and by Mary. that I'm, no, 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 I mean Sophie. This time I actually meant Sophie. This okay. wasn't a time that I confused the two. No, because she does like she knows she knows like she knows what Sophie's capable of, and the fact that this is about her sister, like maybe Sophie does stuff that she'll later regret and so she wants to kind of stop her before she does something like that yeah and also too like i think she was afraid that virgil might say who did this to him right so so i think about mary right i don't i don't think mary has anything in this i think it's either she doesn't uh, mary was the one who buried virgil like that you don't think virgil would say something even if he like that's not what Sophie's line of questioning is going to be like Sophie's line of questioning is going to be about her sister, not right. necessarily with how he ended up in the ground. All I think all Ryan is really thinking of right now is a Virgil might lead Sophie back to Jada and that's going to put Ryan in an in a even more impossible spot or B he's not going to say anything. Sophie might do something that she will later regret, you know, because she's not a killer. Like, she's worked her entire life to enforce laws, and the law is, you know, the law isn't if someone does something to you, you kill them. So she's worried that that it being about her sister, Sophie might lose control and do something that she would later regret because it's not her. So yeah. I honestly, I honestly don't think, I honestly don't think it involves Mary, you know, I wouldn't say in the slightest, but that might be like a far, far, like third reasoning that she's not really thinking of. So Sophie, who has a blowtorch, gets uh, the only information she gets out of Virgil is that Virgil was originally hired by Tommy Elliott's mother. Which I didn't see that connection. Yeah, no, neither did I. Um, So apparently the Black Glove Society is a bunch of parents of you know, billionaires and the ultra rich that all have offspring are mentally imbalanced, sort of, sort of. And they kind of meet up. They, you know, it's kind of like a therapy, you know, they have therapy sessions where they talk about it. And then they also, you know, try and find ways to fix them. And so they use Virgil and his people to kind of eschew laws that would prevent like human testing or whatever and that's how it you know that's kind of how it originally started out and he's kind of hired to get to get to the bottom of whatever they want without them knowing what he's doing and kind of plausible deniability because he he even says like if his clients like he even says like his clients probably wouldn't um appreciate what the like the lengths that he goes like they probably wouldn't wouldn't look kindly upon it. So he so actually he kind of even tells Sophie what Ryan was saying earlier. Like it's if so, like it, like if Sophie connects him back because she's like you know did Jada hire you? If Sophie connects this to Jada, and and you know given what Virgil says, like well then Jada probably wouldn't have told them like I want you to kill people. Because she even says, she was like, you know, three people are dead. My sister is in the hospital. 
you know, she's still recovering, you know, I doubt, you know, you're, you know, is that what your clients pay for or something like that? And he's like, my clients don't know, and they probably wouldn't approve of it. So kind of what, without saying what was going on, Ryan was kind of, you know, Ryan kind of said the same thing to Sophie. Yeah. Like, Jada had nothing to do with what happened to your sister. Yeah, she hired him. You but know, she she did not approve or was even aware of his methods. Right. Back over to the uh, Batcave, um, Luke is still trying to figure out what is triggering Mary. And while he's figure, kind of... Did we figure out how Alice figured it out? I mean, we know she did, but did they tell us how? Because she's the only one paying attention to me. She's well, the only one. True. You know, it's because like she said earlier, like the only like the reason why she knew what was going on was because she saw the changes in Mary and no one else did. And they yeah, didn't care. Alice, Alice was like, you live with her and you missed this. Right. Like, and so Alice is seeing like how she's reacting to the sun that's coming in to the cave that's shining right on Mary. And while Luke's still trying to figure out what's going on by looking into the archives, Alice is just like, it doesn't even affect you anymore, does it? And, like, when Mary asks her what she means by it, Alice comes up with, like, well, you know, playing second fiddle to in Ryan's ongoing drama. You know, she's putting you off to go, you know, because of, you know, because of drama with her family. And they didn't even notice what was going on with you. But really, I think Alice is talking about, like, her transition from Mary to Poison Mary. Yeah. And, and like, Luke is like, you know, we don't need you here anymore. Go sniff your fluff and fold. And Alice is like, hey, it's not my fault that, you know, Brian didn't figure out what was going on with her bestie and how she went to go help out a person who she thinks is vulnerable, even though they they sleep in the same room with a serial killer. Yeah. And she's like, she doesn't, you know, Ryan doesn't care about protecting Sophie from uh, Sophie from Virgil. She cares about protecting Virgil from Sophie, specifically his secrets about her mother. And and even like Mary's right. Like, it looks like she's prioritizing this woman who let her up, who gave her up over, you know, the people that have been in her corner for longer. Didn't Sophie say that? Uh, Mary says it, too. Ah, okay. Sophie says it to Ryan. Mayor, uh, Alice says it to, to Luke and Poison Ivy Mary. And Poison Mary says it to Ryan. Okay, got it. And so while they're having this discussion, Mary comes up behind Luke and knocks him over and knocks him out with the with a keyboard. And then we see a close up of Mary as she's kind of like standing in the light and her eyes change to the green. Oh, the eye transition shot was so cool. Yeah. And Alice is like, I was wondering when you were going to come out to play. I like the way like she was all up behind her and like just so... yes there like, was there was some chemistry there was I was like oh chemistry here this is yep. weird but I'm here for it what is wrong with me come on malice <laughs> so Alice unlocks her and she's like and she kind of warns her about Renee and Mary goes picks up the phone and calls Renee. And she's like, I was call- the- I was told to call this number about a possible poison ivy tip Can at we call Gotham the City. Valley Girl voice she used though, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, she used her like online influence, and she's like, she's like, she's over at but at the Gotham Botanical Gardens. So we go over to um, 
we go over to Gotham Epcot Center, and we see Renee kind of going through with her gun drawn out. She gets into the middle of the botanical gardens, looking for looking for poison ivy, and then as she's kind of just walking around, building suspense, Mary shows up, and she talks about how nowhere is safe around Renee. And Renee's like, who are you? And she's like, uh, I'm the one who called in the tip. Ryan comes back to the Batcave. She's like, all right, Virgil's dead. And, ah, crap. <laughs> Luke, what happened? Did Alice do something? And he's like, no, Mary did it. Sunlight's her trigger. And she's not Mary anymore. So back over, Renee's like, so when did you get infected? Was it the park, the river? And she's like, where did you get the vine, Mary? She's like, I'm not a homing pigeon. You don't whisper Pamela Isley and follow the leaves as it slithers away to her secret burial site. I, I love Poison Mary. Like, I know I shouldn't, but I do. Nah, it's fine. I show I showed you the I showed you the comic that the Batwoman Writers Room Twitter account shared of of like the evil person being crowned by the internet. It's what we do. We love the we love I mean, the no, villains. It's true. Listen, one of one of my favorite couples on the soap that I watch is a half of that couple is a reformed serial killer. So, you know. Yeah. I, I get loving things that you shouldn't. It's just, just I love it so much. Like, I did not expect yeah. Poison Mary to be this fun. So Mary's like, she doesn't she doesn't want you to find her, Renee. She hates you. You know, you did this to her. She knows she knows you helped Batman. And so Renee points the gun at Mary and she's like, you know, you need to come in. Don't make me shoot. And then Mary takes her out with the takes her out with the vines. Also, really dig her like long green trench coat. Yeah, so cute. So they find they find where Mary is at the botanical gardens uh, back in the Batcave, and both Batwoman and Batwing suit up to go after her. I love and, that Luke wanted to put the suit on just to go save Mary. That was like, oh, sweet. And you know, she's Batwoman's like, I thought you weren't, re- I thought you weren't ready, and he's like, I'm not, but. You know, we need to help Mary. She's like, he's like, I'm not, uh, but I'm also not ready to lose Mary more. So, yep. let's go. So, they get over to the Botanical Gardens, and as they're as they're looking, they're like, don't you feel like we're being watched? And it looks like, yep, a tiny bit. And then finally, out of nowhere, they see yellow roses, which apparently symbolize friendship, as a trap that's set for... and. Batwoman's like, well, they knew, you know, Mary would know we would track her phone. So I think she wanted to draw us out. And as she says that, we see the plants, vines start moving. They grab both Batwoman and Batwing. And put and send them to separate opposite sides. Yep. When we come back from commercial, Batwoman is kind of up against uh, up against the tree tied up in a vine and she's trying to get in touch with Batwing and she cannot. We see Batwing kind of on the ground getting up and he talks about and he finally answers her and talks about how his soul, his shoulder is jacked up. Um, we see right we see Batwoman then using the using her tech to find footprints and we find out that either Alice, Mary or Renee are size 7.5. I wasn't sure who I I, I assumed those were Mary's footsteps. Yeah, probably. Because we see Renee later at the yeah. end of the scene, so I. So um so 
uh, Batwing tries getting his, you know, father to give him an update on what's going on or how, you know, how the suit is, and his father says nothing. Because apparently, and then, yep, and so then we, Poison Mary shows up, and we find out that she removed his AI. And yep, his to remove the failsafe. Fail yep, and she's like, "What? You didn't have PTSD? You didn't need the failsafe?" And he's like, "Look, we just want to help you." And she's like, "Help me from what? Feeling, you know, feeling more alive, feeling better about myself." And then she uses vines to choke Batwing and then to capture his arms and body and legs and keeps him tied up, you know, in the, you know, kind of suspended in the air. And then she tells him she took out. Go ahead. I said, yeah, suspended in animation. But I kind of love that everything he said in that fight they had a few weeks ago against him. Yeah. Like that was that was really smart. Yeah. So, yeah. So while we don't know, like, what like how Virgil triggered her it seems like anyone that she feels is like overlooking her is what she does well remember Virgil ended up in what she did to save Sophie's sister oh yeah to I mean that would be enough yeah and didn't and didn't credit her just kind of took her work and did his own thing with it so she was overlooked there and then the entire mm-hmm. team's been overlooking her, and then random guy from yeah, Cat then, also. Yeah, so then, so then Batwoman shows up, and Mary lets her have it, you know, basically telling her she's not a good friend, and you know she keeps she keeps casting them aside for her, you know, for her mother who gave her up and didn't even want her. This whole monologue was like it. It was so good and so painful because it was so real. Yeah. And then because she wrapped. It's every it's everything Mary's been feeling all season. She just never said anything. Yeah. So she wraps Batwoman up in vines, and she's like, "You've been so wrapped up in your drama. Now you can get wrapped up in mine." I and then she that. and then she just like slowly backs away into the forest, like into the plants, and disappears. Classic which just reminds me. Move. It just reminds me of the Simpsons gift of Homer Simpson, like. Like moving backwards into yes, the into hedge. the bushes. Yes. Yep. Uh, and then Renee comes out of nowhere with an axe and chops uh, Batwoman free. And Renee was not happy. Let me tell you. No, she was not. <laughs> Back from commercial in the Batcave, we have Luke with a with his shoulder in a sling, trying to trying to fix it. And because he apparently tore his rotator cuff. Yep. And Ryan uh, helps him out and. Even Ryan's like, you know, I became oblivious to what was going on with Mary because of everything else that I was focusing on. And she's like, I don't I don't know what's worse. The fact that this is happening or that we didn't realize it. And looks like looks like, look, all that, you know, you know, she's like, poison ivy might have made turned her into this. But all that anger was her. Exactly. She's he's like, I don't I don't think and I'm sorry. Yeah, probably not. So and and I think, you know, they both. They both feel guilty as they should, but it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of work to fix this, but they will. Yep. So and then Ryan asks, you know, have you heard any word from Alice? And she's like, No, I told Sophie to text me as soon as she gets home. You know, have you found her? Have you found her with any of the satellites? And she's like, He's like, Nope. He's like, Well, make sure she keeps. You know, make sure to keep looking twenty four seven. He says he will. Now, do where do we go from here? Do we go from to Sophie and and Renee or? Yep. 
over at the holdout, uh, hold up, Sophie is having a drink at the bar alone, and Renee comes up and is like, I'll have a drink too. And they talk about their bad day. And Renee's like, well, I never really needed an excuse, but how about you? And she's like, yep. And, you know, she's like, oh, I hope I'm not making it worse. <laughs> Believe it or not, Montoya, there are other people I'd rather not be drinking with right now. And she's like, well, that's the nicest thing you've said to me all day. And then they were basically eye screwing each other right there at the bar. And I knew where we were going right in that moment. Yep. I was like, yeah, they're about to hook up. Yeah. Apparently, like, I, again, like, apparently, all you have to do is say something nice. Like, listen, so, say something nice, a little booze when you have a bad day and you just want to forget. That is what happens. It's not something that I would ever do, <laughs> but it's a thing that happens on just about every television show I've ever seen. Yep. Over at um, over at Wayne Tower, we see Ryan on the phone, and she's like, "Jada, it's Ryan." Because she, she, I need I a was, favor. When she said she was gonna call, she was gonna call in a favor to get help to get the cure for Mary, because Luke was like, "How are we gonna do this when we don't actually have our yep. scientists?" I wasn't sure who she was gonna call, if it was gonna mm-hmm. be Jada or if it was gonna be like maybe Caitlin or somebody over. Yeah. Or even like Alex or somebody. Like I wasn't sure. Yeah. Uh. Then we see Alice standing in front of a car. She's like, well, I take it your plan went well with all the sirens that I'm hearing. And then she's like, by the way, the car is fully electric. And we see Poison Mary coming in. She's like, is that supposed to impress me? And Alice is like, yeah, it's ten times harder to hotwire. I love them. So and like, I they, love Alice. And I just love this whole scene. And then they both get into the car and drive off into the sunset as the new happy couple, Malice. Yeah, they're about, they're, well, I don't know if happy couple would be the apt way to describe them. Chaotic couple would be the way ah. to describe them. Because they are going to definitely cause some. Yeah. But that is the end of the episode. Yes, it is. But uh, it was, uh, it was very good. It really was. It was a showstopper for Nicole which is in her last name was Kang. Yes. Uh, it was like a, like a tour de force performance from her. Like this is probably one of the best episodes she's had all series. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved all the emotional beats that got played from everyone. Like they're, they're actually taking the time to hit the beats instead mm-hmm. of just glossing over them, which I really, really, really appreciate. And they managed to mix in some humor and make us laugh. Yes, they did. Um, so we find out that next week is the mid-season finale. Which, boo. I know, really? Because uh, after next week, it's not back until, what, January 12th? Yeah, which they got it's January and not March. So that's like five weeks? The hell am I going to do with my life for five weeks? But, good, because of the Flash Armageddon thing... Which yes. That woman is going to be featured in, even yep. though the Batwoman midseason finale is next week. You may still get a couple extra bonus podcasts as we recap the Batwoman portion of Armageddon. Yes. So, so uh, the episodes are five. The the Flash Armageddon is five episodes. Which um, episode one having aired this week. Episode one having aired this week. Episode two is next week. So let's see. We get how many weeks is Batwoman off after next week? Let me pull out my trusty calendar and count. 
Is so, it five? Because it's the entire month of December. Yeah. So. So that's four. And then the first week of one, January. Two, three, four, five, six weeks. Six weeks. All right. So to talk a little bit about the Flash Armageddon uh, episode that was this week. However, what I think we should do is just wait until after next week and then just do like a normal and, episode and then on each. An, Arma- an Armageddon special. So we yeah. can do one, two and three. Yeah. Or we can do like one and two together and then one, three. Yeah. Yeah. So that way we'll have like, you know, we'll have three or four episodes over the course of the break. Um, and we'll just be a little bit behind on the Armageddon, which isn't too big because it's not like we normally do a Flash podcast anyway. So I'm not too concerned about like the timeliness of the episodes. Yeah. So it'll just be some bonus content if you want to if you want to listen into our thoughts because while Tony Ann has been watching the Flash and I think even just finished a rewatch I of did. The previous seasons. I did. Um, That's how I spent my summer. Yeah, I, however, have not watched The Flash a whole season, well, a whole season since before Crisis, like the season before Crisis, and then I watched the Crisis episodes, and then kind of just fell out, not because I didn't like it, I just kind of, it just kind of felt, yeah, it kind of fell by the wayside, and it was one of those that I was like, I'm going to catch up eventually, I'm going to catch up eventually, and then it turned into like half a season, and I'm just like, eh, whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting to go back and go back and watch Flash now after taking a break for a couple seasons. Um, spoiler for the first episode, they use the term level up a lot, and I may or may not strangle people if I ever hear that term again. Seriously, if it was not named Armageddon Part 1, I thought they would have been named Level Up. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to do, at least for the first few, uh, for the first few weeks of the break. And then we'll take a small week or two break for the holidays. Um, so, I, yeah, that's what we're that's what we're going to do. And it'll be good because while I, I did watch the Flash episode, I think I watched it yesterday. Um, I, I haven't had it. A, I haven't had a chance to rewatch it. So. I'm I'm a little kind of groggy on the on the specifics, so it'll give well, me a good time to rewatch it. Yeah, the only thing you really need to know is just a little teaser um, for those of for those of you who are not watching and will just be um, getting info from our coverage. Uh, is basically there is an alien from 2031 who has traveled back to Central City present day, which is 2021, to kill the Flash. Because in his timeline in 2031, the Flash has gone completely insane and started killing people. So he has traveled back in time to kill the Flash to avoid the Flash killing people in the future. Yes. And that uh, is basically the only thing you need in episode one. Yeah. I wonder if I can... I don't think they actually have that. Because it's based so like so like Crisis, um, the name of the the name of the special is based off of a comic book story arc. Um, I do not know how much of the comic story arc is going to find its way into the crossover. I know the villain Despero is a comic book character. So maybe uh, maybe in the meantime, I will see if I can track down that that little mini series and quickly read through it. So that way I can give some some notes on it. 
from a normal perspective. But other than that, um, that's that's about it for this week. Uh, again, really good episode. I can't. I'm I'm sad that next week is the midseason finale, but I also am excited because usually yeah. midseason finale is when we get like like a really like big moment. So like I I'm waiting to see like what big moment they've been holding off on so far. Is it, what, is it gonna is it gonna center around Poison Ivy? Is it gonna center around Jada? Yeah, I'm going to assume that the big like moment at the end is going to be like the reveal of of actual Poison Ivy. Um, I assume that right, is where she, ha- she has been cast. Yes, she has been cast. I'm a, I'm assuming that is where uh, Poison Mary and Alice are going in the car at the end of this episode. Um, so you know maybe to find where you know to go where she is water her so she can come back alive. I don't know, but we'll find out. Maybe we'll also find out who Jada's father is. Uh, you mean Jada? Ryan's father? Ryan's father is, um, because I think we're going to find that out this season. Me too, because, I mean, at this point, I would assume that. Now, do you think also her father could possibly be part of the Black Love Society, which is how Jada, I mean, how Jada I mean, Jada wasn't... Them? Uh, I doubt it. I don't think Jada had anything to do with the the father after the fact. Um, and she wouldn't have been part of the Black Love Society until many years after that. Because don't forget, um, don't forget, uh, he is younger than he is younger than Ryan. Right. And it, he was like six or seven when that thing with the Joker happened. So you're talking at least eight or nine years. True. Yeah. Um, so let us know what you thought, how you liking the season. Are you excited to find out what is, what is going to happen next week? How do you feel about Poison Ivy Mary? How do you feel about Malice, the new couple? How do you feel about, uh, Soft Boya? And how do you feel about Sophie and Ryan? And which side do you Um, fall on? Those couples don't exist. Those couples went down, down. They hit an iceberg and sank. This is how I know they watched. They they found a door floating on the ocean. And Malice and and Sophia pushed, pushed the Leonardo DiCaprio of your ships off the off the door because there wasn't enough room. You think this is the end of our ships? It is. It's gone. These, no. Oh, these four no. are just going to end up getting married. That's going to be the big thing next episode. Uh-huh. A yeah. double wedding. The delusions according to Palmer. Nope. My stuff is actually happening. Your stuff is, is pure make-believe, Willy Wonka. Uh, see, why do you think Sophie was so upset? at Ryan not telling her everything. Because it has to do with her sister. It has to do with her sister, but it's also the fact that Ryan doesn't trust her enough to tell her. And it's because I think that there are feelings there. And just like Luke was very relieved when Mary said she was not gay. Because that man had a look of, oh, thank God, on and the fact that he was willing to risk his life and the fact that he was not ready to wear the suit, but he wore it anyway just to protect Mary. Yes. Those ships are still a thin if they are being sidetracked right at this moment. You can you can let us know uh, how right I am and how wrong Tony is. 
So you can now. do that now, now, now. You or in, and you can do that in a number of ways. You can tweet at us at Batwoman TV Talk on Twitter. You can email us at BatwomanTVTalk at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can the people find you to tell you you are wrong? At XO, Tony Roney XO on Twitter. All right. Well, one more week left. Um, yeah, one more week left. And next week is Thanksgiving. So I am not going to wish you a happy Thanksgiving until next week because that is when Thanksgiving is. So until then. Oh. Huh? What? I, what? 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 We're recording Wednesday next week? Yes. Bright and early at 10 p.m. apparently. <laughs> Fine by me. I'm a night owl. Yeah, me too. Um, for some reason, like, so I always watch Batwoman on on DVR because I hate, I hate commercials. Same. Um, so last night, I, I woke up from my usual, like, post-work nap around 9.20. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Batwoman early this week. So I I put it on the DVR and I was like, why is there only like 20 minutes like recorded? I'm like, oh, my God, this show comes on at nine. Like, I, I just thought it came I, on at eight. I, I know. I'm like, what? It, but honestly, to go, go first and for Batwoman to lead into Legends, it would make more sense to have Legends on at eight o'clock. Yeah. So until then, they are shining the bat signal out in the sky. We're going to get out of here. We will see you next week, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody.